All right, this week on Six Stars Only, we're talking about how Jake wrote a 50,000-word novel and how you can use it to become a better video creator with your scripts and your storytelling. All right, so Jake, I know that uh, a little bit ago you went through this intense class and you're not even a professional novel major or you weren't in college but you decided to just dive into this and uh write this extremely long novel so can you tell us a little bit about a why the heck did you decide to do that what inspired this yeah and then uh what came out of it what did you learn what was the novel about yeah so it was just a huge goal of mine always i just had a passion for like writing into storytelling in general so Pretty much just telling stories, whether it's in writing or videos, you know, screenplays, basically anything. I just love stories. And I always had a goal ever since I was a kid to just, I want to write a book. It was just always a goal in mind. And so I had an opportunity my senior year of college to, there was a um, a writing the novel class that our roommate actually, Blake Barrett, he took it. And normally it's not open for people who aren't in that major, but he kind of pulled some strings and got me into it wait so tell me about that because i want to skip over that quick um what how exactly did you get into a class this advanced class when people didn't think you're able to um what what was the process like there did you pull some pulling strings and why did you do that well i think the biggest thing for me is that i really wanted to take a class because i know my work habits and i know that if i don't have a sort of accountability group like after i wrote the book i kind of felt like it having a class almost kind of cheapened my victory in a weird uh, sense. It's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. Um, But I think of it as if I just did it on my own and didn't have like that framework of a class where I was like kept accountable every week of having a milestone that I would have never like wrote the book. And I think I knew through trying and failing at writing books in the past, trying and failing at just making stuff in general that I needed something to help me do it, to like push me towards that. Um, And like I said, with Blake, he took the class and he pretty much just sent an email to the professor, uh, Mel Odom, who was an awesome professor. He helped me so much. And I sent an email like, hey, pretty much just I just poured my heart out. I just like, I always wanted to write a book. I think this class will really help me. I know it's going to be super difficult uh, because a lot of the writing students, uh, some of them dread the class. It's really, which I mean, it, it was really difficult, but. And why why are they dreading the class? Was it just the amount of work? Was it like horror stories from the class? Why and what and what scared you about this class going in, knowing you were going to have to? Because they tell you up front you have to write fifty thousand words, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I I mean, pretty much all the above. I think it's just so the book is kind of broken down into milestones, and like that's the grade because it's kind of difficult to just grade off of like all right the book because like you know there's twelve fifteen kids and he can't read every single book and like, oh, this is what a bad one. It's no C minus or whatever. So it was, the grades were applied of uh, milestones. And I believe it was 4,000 words a week, which now I think that's one of the biggest ways I've grown is that that's not really that big of a deal. It's not an easy thing, but uh, a few years ago, that was like the most unfathomable thing, like writing 4,000 4, words. 4,000 words. How will I possibly fill that up? Exactly. And it was one of those things that, that was probably the scariest thing. It, it, pretty much all of it was scary. It was it was a fear of not knowing what to expect because, like I said, I had never wrote a book before. And But I think I was at a point in my life where I was sick of letting kind of fear or like the unknown of of things I wanted to try prevent me from just taking that like that leap forward. Um, yeah. 
to where I wanted to just, okay, I want to do this so bad. This is, I might not ever get a chance to do this because it was my last year of college. It was like the perfect fit for me, even though I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't a, a, a professional writing major. So that really helped me out. Um, and basically I just, I just pleaded with him and it's all, all props to Mel. Awesome professor. He was just like, yeah, like su- super chill about it. He, um, his mindset was as long as like you are willing to try, then you, you are able to write a book. And that really, he really helped me, I guess it really comforted me to know that he thought, cause this is a guy that's written, he's never written bestsellers necessarily, but he's written hundreds upon hundreds of books. He makes a living on the side, like teaching just because he can, he likes teaching, but he makes a living off of, off of his writing. Like he has written books from 15, 20 years ago. He's wrote, um, just so many things and his, just his knowledge was super good. Um, so yeah, that was, that was a process of getting in the class and I think that was a necessary thing. I, so my biggest, I guess the first piece of advice would be, it might not be a class, but if you've never written anything before and I guess it goes into knowing how you work and knowing if you uh, procrastinate, which I do. I know I do. So just be honest with yourself. Maybe join a group on Facebook. Tell your friends, like, hey, I want to write this book. Each week, call me. Or just basically anything that will keep you accountable. Um, and that's kind of a scary word. I know it is for me. But I, I needed it really badly. Um, and I think deep down, the class, pretty. if I didn't have the class, I would have not wrote the book. Yeah, and this so, is I, I'm that's awesome, yeah. and I think that's a huge key to not giving up, and that whole key too of why if, if you're just willing to try, and and I think the key there as well is if you're willing to keep trying, you know, you you can do this. It's just a matter of you know being willing to look stupid and keep doing it, and even okay, I got four thousand words done, and I didn't like you know like three thousand of those words, but that's okay because as long as you're willing to keep failing forward, you can uh, basically you know you can take ground and you can make progress on that milestone maybe your first book isn't amazing maybe your second book isn't amazing and i think i even remember uh hearing uh, from an interview recently that who was the guy that wrote like the firm uh, was it john grisham john grisham, john, john grisham yeah. i think because he was a lawyer when he started writing books and when he started creating and he just started doing this on the side you know and his first book wasn't a smash hit his second book i think did a little bit better it was a, wasn't a smash hit really but as he kept going he was able to accumulate um, a following and he's able to get better at his craft um, and he just wrote a page a day I think and so whether you're making videos or you're writing making a novel I think that lesson is very transferable of failing forward of putting yourself in an accountable situation like a class or something that's going to be act as a forcing function to force you to hit those small milestones and keep building momentum exactly um, I yeah I I, I just I I can't speak enough about having that framework. And even like with our podcast, um, like, so we call each other pretty much every day. Um, and we don't necessarily talk about stuff that we have to work on, but it's just, just find someone that kind of raises you up to like their level. Like it super, it helps. You need to just have someone that makes you bring your a game essentially. Um, someone that you can just kind of bounce ideas off of, whether it's writing videos, painting anything um anything you want to get good at and there's this thing too of um i i think this was from i think i heard this on seeking wisdom maybe the podcast but this idea of of role models right Mm -hmm. and you want to have different role models for different stages that you're either in or you want to be in and so i think it was in a book but i think this was this general and his rule for role models is that he would always have uh three different kinds 
of role models. He would have um, someone underneath him, right? That was like, oh, I I really find them inspiring, or they got a lot of fire. You know, someone underneath you, someone that's at your level. So someone that is doing the same uh, expertise, uh, they're at the same experience level, they're doing the same kind of work, uh, but they're just crushing it and doing a great job and then someone above you right who has uh, you know decades years however much experience who you would aspire to be like and if you have those three different levels you know people who uh, you can pour into kind of or who inspire you with their fire people who are at the same level that can kind of encourage you on it, and people that you want to be like those role models i think that's a key for growth as well yeah i well, like I, I just didn't know that and i think that's one of the reasons why for years and years and years I kind of allow that fear because I didn't have any, I had some people that I would, I only had people that was way above me. I didn't have necessarily a person on my level or someone below me, like you said. And I viewed it as a, I, I can never get to that like level. Um, and which is, it may not ever happen, but it's just a dumb way to, you know, prevent yourself from doing what you want to do. Um, yeah. and I was just sick of doing that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to sign up for this class. That way I'm forced, I'm forced to do what forced I want to do. Forced to get started. Yeah. Forced to keep going. That's exactly. huge. Yeah, that's um, huge. I want to transfer this as well because I think there's a lot of similarities between writing a novel and creating video content because such a key part of videos is having an idea, telling a story, being able to script things out. And so I don't want to go too far down the novel rabbit hole, but I do want to unpack the lessons that you learned from the process of writing the novel. So can you walk us through what were the most impactful and uh, lessons that you learned in terms of, I know there's like milestones that you hit during the writing process and you had to outline it and you didn't go through the book necessarily, you know, from chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, you didn't just start from page one and just keep going blindly. But can you kind of walk us through what was the framework that you used to create the novel and how did the milestones and the outlining, how did that work? Um, how, and and was that helpful or not? Yeah. So basically, and I, and I think we mentioned it a little bit on the last podcast, but outlining is just so important for okay. making basically anything. Yeah. Um, and you have, unless you're like the greatest writer of all time that can just write stream of consciousness, you have you have to outline your book. So, and that's applicable, like I said, to video. So you didn't have a basic idea. So uh, my book idea is essentially there's a woman who finally gets her chance to direct um, like her passion project. And then this actor, like this big-time actor who came out of retirement, is actually a nightmare to work with. And she, she can what only was get... Name, like, wasn't he based off Klaus Ginski? Yeah, so it's kind of based... I, I won't get way too into it, but just if you basically want to know the premise of my book, just look up Klaus Kinski on Google. <laughs> How do you spell that? In, uh, C-L- or, see, K-L-A-U-S... K-I-N-S-K-Y, spelling maybe, I'm not really sure, but uh, Klaus Kinski, great actor, total maniac, Um, he was a nightmare, but basically just looked that up and that's basically the premise. So I had the idea, I molded around in my mind for a little bit, and it just goes back to having that uh, that class or that person you can bounce ideas off of. So it's one thing to have uh, an initial idea in your brain, which is good, but it's for me, especially, it's dangerous to just think that that's enough and then to immediately dive into it. Right. Uh, for me, I need to write it out and I have to visualize it. So I think I mentioned again, I use sticky notes or just writing it down and having a brain dump. Just getting it on page that way, okay, I can see what it is. I can get input. So um, something that helped me a whole lot in having the class, my professor, the the very first kind of draft of my idea, he said, okay, it was, it's good, but it, it's nowhere near fleshed out enough 
to make a full novel. So and how did he, was there any specific piece of feedback he gave beyond that? How did he know it wasn't fleshed out enough and that the idea wasn't ready? I think just from his experience okay. um, in knowing that for maybe a 25,000, 30,000, I think a novel is technically 50,000 or more. Um, with self-publishing now, it's really a book. I consider a book anything that's maybe twenty, twenty-five thousand. 25,000. Um, so it's technically a novel, but but I think just his experience, um, and once he kind of walked it through me, um, so it, it went from an outline to a scene list, basically, which is a rough framework of, okay, Here's the overall outline, and I basically wrote it on a piece of paper like you would find a synopsis on, like Wikipedia, yeah. where it's the general like start and finish of like of like a, uh, a film essentially, to where this scene happens, Alex, the main character, blah blah blah, and like I would just kind of write paragraphs, so that was like the you know the rough outline, and then I would just go, I would outline the outline if that makes sense. So I would just go deeper um, to where, all right, I'm going to outline it to where I have the individual scenes. So I believe it was 40 scenes. 45 scenes, so 4,000, whatever, whatever the math came out to be. So like, he had to have 45 scenes, like, list out. So this happens, this happens, this happens. And then what I would do, you don't have to, but I would just take the individual scenes itself and then break that down further. So I would just pretty much take as, like, super broad as it was, like, the basic broad idea and just continue to, like, like granulate it, I guess. Stick, break it down into smaller, smaller parts that way, it was just easy to hit that that milestone that day. So, if I outlined the scene and just did did my homework, then it made it so much easier. And that was probably the biggest like biggest way I grew was knowing how to outline and knowing how to take an idea and to just synthesize it to where it's so much smaller bites because it's really daunting. Fifty thousand words, you have this big idea. Where do I even start? Well, if right. you just do your homework. And you break it down a little bit. Oh, so I just have to write this scene today or this week. Great. Exactly. And you would so, knock it out, yeah. What, what, was there like a gut feeling or like a certain thing you could tell like, hey, this outline is ready for me to go? Because I know some people talk about like with their, if they're writing a blog post or if they're getting ready for scripting a video, they kind of like feel like, oh man, like I can't, once you get to a certain point outlining, it's fleshed out enough. You're just feeling it. You're making good points. The scene feels good. And you just feel like, I can't do anymore. I got to go start on this. It's like once they hit that point, they're so excited. Like that's, they just like go out of the gate and they just go after it and start and then it becomes so much easier because they've sort of pre- laid the groundwork for them to move fast in their writing and for them to get excited. Did you kind of, was that your experience yeah. as well or was it different? I mean, mostly, I think, because like I said, in the class, we would, the class time was spent uh, and it was kind of, it was stretching because it's really, writing in my opinion is, making anything is, you know, like you're showing a part of yourself, not, not to be too artsy, but you're showing a part of yourself and it's very, difficult when like you get feedback for me but especially writing is just like next level when someone says okay this isn't a good idea i take it more personally but uh so we would just have to even read out loud our scenes um and the feedback from there and i got really good feedback why would you read the scenes out loud because that sounds really interesting yeah i think just you just have to learn the way people speak and I, I guess it depends on so if you're writing a book uh, in like Victorian England or something obviously you know their diction is different but mine's dark comedy and it just I, I want my characters to, to speak like real humans Yeah. and when you read out loud a book especially a screenplay which is one of the biggest things or like you know like a script for a video um, you, you learn oh that sounds bad like that doesn't make sense so when you read it out loud and then you realize oh 
this scene makes this is like not logical because when you think when you've thought about something in your head for so long like you kind of type it out you can kind of be blind to like problems with it essentially um so then when you read it out loud for one uh even if it's on your own then you realize for like a blog post oh this this make this makes zero sense this has way too many buzzy words i think that's so good and it's such an underrated outlining tool though um for just fine-tuning what you're going to say and how you're going to say it because i know when i'm getting ready for a video until i say the things i'm going to say out loud like even if i'm just recording a quick you know 30 second video until i say it out loud uh it's not real Right. Because like you'll say and I think this is how you end up with weird corporate speak videos a lot of times. And there's other like junk that goes in there. But when people just script it out and it sounds good on paper, doesn't mean it's going to sound good when you say it out loud. And just because you have an idea rolling around in your head that's really brilliant or you think it's going to be oh, this will make a great scene or a great moment or a great thing in your book. Um, it doesn't mean that when you actually write it out exactly like that or your first draft of that, that it's going to be good. Yeah. And. Awesome. So I just want to lead out with another question because I know whether you're planning videos and you're creating things every week, we talked about the accountability. We talked about how that class was kind of a forcing function for you to get stuff done. But can you, can you just talk a little bit about what did it actually look like when you were sitting down to just crank out work? Because that's what most of creation, whether you're doing video or a novel, is behind the scenes. It's just sticking to a weekly schedule where you're actually creating stuff and so was there like a favorite spot you had was there a routine a habit what did that weekly routine look like to get you to that milestone and get the four thousand words out the door yeah so because i had never wrote a book before i didn't i had to slowly kind of learn as i went to make a routine uh because i just simply didn't have one so i would mostly write in my room and depending on whatever scene it was i got more excited and depending on what scene it was. So sometimes it was easy. Like there was a certain week where I could just knock it out like no problem. Uh, but it was the weeks when it was really, it was just like pulling teeth to where I basically, eventually I, I got a, 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 a formula to where for at least 30, uh, for periods of 30 minutes or 45 minutes. Um, and this totally depends on, like, you know, like individual preferences, but I would time myself for like 30 minutes and, the only thing I could do was I that was just writing time. So, and I wasn't even necessarily focused on words at that point. I was really like, all right, I need to at the beginning I need to have so many hundreds of words written. But then it just added a kind of more pressure to where look, just if you work for 30 minutes straight, like really hard, whatever like word count you come up with, okay, fine. And then I would go out and usually I would just take a walk like around our apart- apartment complex that I uh, that you know we lived in. And that just kind of helped free my mind a little bit because I I assume peop, most people like watching or watching listening to this have had that like that writer's block or just a creation block. It applies to pretty much anything to where I, I just need to get out of the apartment for a little bit, yeah. kind of free my mind a little bit. Um, and then I would come back and do another 30 minutes. And sometimes, like I said, it, you know, that was easy. Or I could write for an hour straight, knock out 2,000 words. And then, it, you know, it was great. But basically, I just had to f- force myself to write. Um, and sometimes, so my space um, where I wrote was mostly in my room. But sometimes I just had to get out. I had, I had to get out of the apartment. And I, I went to the library. So it, it's kind oh, of like a Was that like a focus thing? Was that like a I think it was a focus thing? thing. Yeah, I think when I got in a rut, I needed something new yeah. to wear. I think I wrote it like a McDonald's once, like in my car. I wrote in my car sometimes, um, 
basically anything to just get rid of that staleness because there were certain scenes where it just I don't where I was just totally stuck and I just could not think this scene's awful. I don't know what I'm doing. I've outlined it, but I just it just sounds awful to where I would have to just leave, take a, you know, take a walk or just take my laptop to the park. Um, so basically my process was 30 minutes working, take a break, come back in like another 30 minutes until the few thousand is done that day. That's really it, good. And if that doesn't think, work... You know, what you're going after is that state of flow where it's just like the words are flowing out and kind of what you're trying to do is you're trying to unblock pull away, break down any barriers that would stop those words from flowing out. And even again, you're not going for the perfect words, but just you want to f- let it flow, hit the word count, then you can go back and edit. So were there any other tricks besides changing your physical writing location, taking a break, working in 30-minute bursts that really helped you break into flow or break out of that writer's block uh, mentality? Music really helped. Um, what kind of music? Just, uh, I have a really weird kind of... Um, so I listened to PM Dawn, which is kind of like this early 90s... Um, they're great, but it's like early 90s R&B hip-hop. It, is, it, it does not go well with the book idea. I don't know why it worked out. So this is a totally like personal thing to me. But PM Dawn and just uh, basically any soundtrack music just kind of got me in the mood. Um, and yeah, and I, I think a, a lot of the flow just depended on you know, getting used to like that routine because at the beginning, I, like I said, I had never really, exper- I'd never forced myself really to do much as it's as crazy as that sounds. So it, if I wanted to make a video, for instance, I would, you know, I would work on it. And then if I just didn't think you it just was good, I would kind of quit. And then yeah. maybe, you know, a few weeks later, like I would get it done and like, you know, so on and so forth. So this was kind of like, it was new to me. So I'm, and even now I'm still kind of learning what my process is but I think when I finally uh, had some success with my book and realized okay I'm doing an okay job it doesn't have to be perfect and I, and I think maybe that that's one of the biggest things is just when I realized I just need to get this out it doesn't have to be perfect um, then just that, getting that quick win getting, was there like how did you feel after you finished your first milestone was that kind of was that kind of a, a like a, a quick win for you that let you know oh I can actually do this definitely yeah I so, with the class, each week, your milestone, the professor would grade it. Um, and, like, those emails were like, the toughest. Like, I saw, I saw he sent back my grade. I was like, oh, man, I know. I hope it's good. Um, so, that, that was an area of growth as, as well, of just learning how to take criticism and feedback. Um, how, do you, how did you learn to take criticism and feedback? Because I know that's something we talk about yeah. a lot is feedback and embracing the feedback. But was, was there one kind of lesson you took away from the novel side of that when you're pumping out so much work, you're getting so much feedback? Um, how did you prioritize that and use it to make your work better over the long run because you're yeah. producing so much? I think just, just having it more and more. And I think um, so towards the beginning, it was really, really... Uh, it's still, I never enjoy, like, necessarily, you know, I, I don't enjoy people telling me how to fix things just because I think there's, like, that sense of arrogance that, like, all people of like, okay, whatever, I'm, I'm better at it now than I was. But at the beginning, it was really, I, I took it personally. I think that's one of the biggest things I learned is that it's not personal at all. It helps me. It's his job. He's a professor, and I trust his judgment a lot more. So, yeah. and I think maybe that's another reason why the class is really good because, Say if you have a friend or someone, uh, you may like they haven't wrote a book either, but like they give you feedback. For me, 
I don't know what this says about me as a person. Yeah, I would have been like, like you never wrote anything. How how dare you? You know, blah blah blah. All these things. Go write a book first, and then no, yeah, which is stupid because any feedback from anyone is like necessary. But for Mel, he much more successful than me. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, and I think it's just I I had a thought. I remember of just okay, because there was a, a few milestones where I just got like ripped to shreds because, and it was true because I didn't work as hard or I, I put it off and I kind of just like crammed it in at like the last second. Yeah, how'd you bounce back from those? And I'm just thinking, okay, because I had experienced the past of not taking criticism well or just ignoring it or kind of like t- the default for taking pity like with yeah. myself of like, oh, I'm bad about this. And I had this thought that was how I respond to this feedback will like determine who I am and like where I'm going to be here in like five years. Dang. Which is like was really profound. I was like, huh, okay, so... I just have to do better next time because I mean that's really all feedback is and I think just when you, when you understand that I mean sometimes people are just jerks like I mean there's there's feedback yeah, that's feed not trolls. yeah like there's like troll feedback but it's being able to distinguish okay this isn't what I want to hear but it's a necessary thing that I need to hear to get better because and I think it also comes with knowing I don't know everything I don't know how to make great videos yet I don't know how to make great books yet yeah, I you need can't. Feedback you to can't get have a big ego. A bit ego. You can't have a big ego and <laughs> yeah, exactly. embrace feedback because they just are going to clash with each other. You gotta yeah. like, let your ego down. You gotta embrace humility. If you're gonna let that feedback in, mm-hmm. and it's gonna sting a little bit, you have that's yeah. Gonna get you have to be humbled and realize I don't know everything. They are trying to help me. Um, it's it feels weird, but yeah, that's and that's the biggest area. And I think I, have, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast before, but. Uh, I think I did, but Paul Feig, when he talked about um, pretty much all, you can look through history about people in business, leaders in the world, you know, presidents, um, inventors, whatever, and these the downfall of all these great people, you could kind of like line it up with when they stopped listening to like other people's feedback about how they were doing, because they, th- they thought, okay, I know what I'm doing, is when their descent into like decline happened. Exactly. And you, so when you're starting out, you don't you're not that level of greatness obviously you can you simply cannot have that reaction to feedback which i just had i had to realize that uh, after getting this shred, i didn't even know what the words were but red ink everywhere it was like a murder scene like you like misspelled here all these things like his comments saying like you you did this so much better last time why are you not doing well this time and it was like oh, man like i disappointed mel i'm disappointing myself i need to like work harder and like it propelled me to okay I'm going to do better next time. Um, yeah, and that was super, it helped me out with, especially video as well, and just with everything, learning Yeah, so that, talk yeah. about that for a little bit. Tell me about how, now that you've done the novel, A, how do you feel? Yeah, I all? I mean, I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm proud of the fact that I've done it, and I'm still in the process. I just got the, um, I just got the cover art. So how we mentioned in the first episode how we're learning in public, I'm about to publish it, so... I'll give you guys updates on how it does. So I'm in the process of actually like self-publishing it now, but I am really proud. I'm glad it's done because in my mindset, I can't work on my next book until I'm done with this one. Um, so it, it's just a big goal that I've checked off in my life and I'm excited to use what I learned from here to do my next book, which is what I want to do. And using this experience to help with my video, like you said. So Yeah, so if you had to boil it down to like one lesson that you mm-hmm. learned from writing those 50,000 words and how it makes you better as a video creator specifically, um, is there one lesson that you'd take away that's like, this is the thing that I 
that I've learned or that I've recognized that I need to get better at to become a better prolific yeah. video creator. I mean, there's a lot, so it's kind of tough to like boil it down, but it's it still just goes back with, uh, with outlining and knowing your work habits is huge. Um, kind of knowing yourself and how you yourself, work best. Exactly. That's good. Uh, and knowing how you take an idea. Uh, and like it, and it makes it so much easier to an extent with a video because video outlines and like the script for a video is not 50,000 words. So like, this is like easy peasy writing, simple outline for, you know, top 10 reasons why Kevin Hart is in every movie ever made or like, you know, whatever video you want to make. Um, but taking that process of, of okay, here's like the, uh, that line and then just outlining it more and more to make, to, to make the work at, at the end that much easier. Uh, and yeah. I think that's the, the biggest thing I learned is that outlining used to seem like a lot of work, and it is to an extent if you want to do it well, but the work you save by doing it in the end uh, is huge. With a book, if you don't outline it well, you just can't make it, you can't make a good story, essentially. It's just, I, I, I can't think of anyone, especially if you're starting out writing, you have to outline. I You you can't not do that. Um, in a video, you can, you can kind of get away with it, um, I don't think you can. Yeah, I mean, like, not in a good you can video. theoretically make a video and put it up on YouTube, but if it's loose without an outline, yeah, like you said, you can you can totally tell. And it's just taking that that knowledge of all right, here's an idea, here's here's like our end goal, like how can we break this down? How can we write it? How can we make a formula, a screenplay, our screenplay, our script, a, a loose framework to make it better? That way. I feel better on camera, uh, so I'm not fumbling over my words every five seconds. That way, the video has an actual purpose. Uh, I, I have a blog out, or that, that blog post about like six ways to make cringeworthy YouTube videos. And that was all my old videos. I would not outline, or I would have the idea outline like the first part, and the video would just meander to where there was no point. And you can tell, you can tell when like a video doesn't have an outline essentially. And that, that's probably the biggest thing I learned was outlining, learning how to do that and my own work habits of, okay, I need to just force myself to work 30 minutes on this video, whether it be the actual like post-production, the filming itself, which is going to be longer than 30 minutes, but, or I need to just focus 30 minutes of my day outlining this idea for this video that I'm about to shoot next Thursday. That way, like I'll get it done. I won't have to think about it and like worry about it. And yeah, that, that's just been a huge boon to how, how I operate and how I'm just more efficient at making stuff that matters in the end and has a point that, that doesn't just like, you yeah, know, it's that efficiency it, it, it doesn't that like meander. And yeah. the discipline to get you through, it's the habit that gets you in. Because again, you, you may not have enough discipline to just crank out 50,000 words, but you can have enough discipline to recognize your own work habits, set yourself up well there, and discipline to create that one key habit of, okay, I'm going to sit down for 30 minutes, change my habits if I get blocked, um, and, and set yourself up there for the machine that's going to set you up. Because I started, I'm about to run my first marathon on Sunday, so I started a few months ago. But that was kind of the key thing is like, you know, you can't, if you try and just rely on discipline for every single thing you do, you're going to fail. But if you can build a habit that is, you know, a running habit, a writing habit, a video script building habit. It'll bring focus, you know, to helping you, cre- you know, reach your ultimate goal, running a marathon, finishing 50,000 words, uh, creating a YouTube channel that people actually want to see and draws people in. And I think that's the key. Have that focus goal, build the habit up. And I think that's why I love things like the one thing and these books, which we need to, we need to just, we, know, ha- we have an episode yeah, about the one thing. How, yeah. We need to unpack that. Because there's so many good things that I think both of us have benefited from. Yeah. But, 
It's another chat for another time. Definitely. Well, thanks for unpacking the 50,000-word novel. I know that's something that's been super influential for you and your creative process. I, but it's been great. Yeah, thanks for um, talking with me about it. Yeah, so. of course. Um, if people want to find the show notes, you can find it at sixstarsonly.com. We will take all the highlights, put them up there. And you can check it out there. Yeah. Um, you can subscribe to more episodes on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And then uh, if people are looking to review a podcast, Jake, uh, which one do you think they should review? Uh, I think they should review six stars only. Are you sure? I, I'm 100% sure. Man, why? Because it helps us out. Um, it helps just get our podcast out there and make sure and give us feedback. That way we can make better podcasts in the future. That way we can help tell you guys how to make better stuff. Yeah, let us make know. Stuff. What did you think of the novel also what do you think of this new sound quality we're going to try some new stuff in editing because mm-hmm. we have been getting feedback from you guys exactly. who have been reviewing the podcast who have been giving us comments and one of the big pieces of feedback was just bump up that audio quality so mm-hmm. we've been learning uh, some new things watching some tutorials experimenting <laughs> with some new gear setups and talking to people who know about this stuff which is just incredible um, and we're going to try and bump up this audio quality for you guys and so we're stoked for that let yeah. us know what else needs to get better and we will embrace that feedback, yeah. put it in a nice little pocket close to our heart, <laughs> and we will uh, just keep rolling on keep rolling with that and getting better. Yeah. So I think that's about it. Definitely, yeah. Ready to roll out? Yeah, yeah. 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 It was good. Better quality. Yeah. 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 My fourth podcast that we made. Yeah. Yeah.